0: At LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Hello, and welcome to episode six of the Red Sox On Deck Prospect Podcast, I'm your host, Bob Osgood. Joining me, as she does every week, is Shelly Verstrate. Shelly, what's happening? Slightly uh, different look for the Red Sox this week, huh? After a few days?
0: (laughs) Yeah, things have changed after that that first opening weekend where, you know, uh, we just couldn't hit a lick. Now we're hitting everything out of the park, and it's just, you know... Uh, lollipops and candy and just everything super sweet <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: right um yeah i know with the, the, the day games are tougher um especially during during work and whatnot so last week I, I didn't i felt like we got to sunday night they were 0-3 there was one day that i stepped away for a half hour and they were down 10 nothing. and i said well you know here we go again um <laughs> need something to reel us back in and the last four days have been great. There's been some exciting games. There's been walk-offs. Um, anyone who had a slow start for the most part is starting to come around, and Martinez hitting anyone and everyone to all fields. So, um, you know, it's it's coming around. It looks like it's going to at least be an interesting season for the foreseeable future. And um, but we're here to talk about prospects today, so um, I think we will. Transition to that. We have a couple of interesting uh, rookies that we haven't covered yet that are in different situations that didn't really fall into the Triple A, Double A, High A, Low A, and below so far. So we'll hit on that in a little bit. Um, we have some news and notes to start with. First one being that Brian Mata, uh, the right-handed pitcher, has resumed throwing. Uh, last time we talked about Mata, he had been suffering a slight ucl tear um, which often leads to a tommy john surgery they um, decided about a month ago to not go that route and we're going with rest and he has resumed a throwing program Um, i know at the time that we both thought that we were surprised and at his age maybe just get it over with but um, yeah any any thoughts on mata resuming throwing here in april
0: um, I was actually surprised to see that he was throwing um, so soon after after that tear, um, you know, in his UCL. Uh, fingers crossed, fingers and toes crossed, maybe even crossing your eyes here, um, <laughs> that everything is still going to be okay. Um, we, we don't know exactly like how hard he's throwing or what's going on. Um, but I guess it, it's it's kind of a, a good thing that he is throwing. But yeah, I I I still kind of feel bad. Uh, feel the the same when we first talked about him. Like, yeah, I I, I go ahead.
1: Yeah, and I, I think it it sounds like they're doing strengthening programs and are hoping that they can. Um, in my opinion, it sounds like they are kind of. They want to give it another couple months and see how he responds to ramping up again. And I'm not going off of any quotes on that, but I'm just looking at timelines. Um, If you have a Tommy John surgery at the age that he's at in April of 2021, he's going to be out for the whole season, and he's going to be out for all of or the majority of the 2022 season. Um, So whether he has... If they decide to go the surgery route, whether they do that in March or April or June or July, he's going to miss most of two seasons. So that's kind of something that is in my head a little bit that just based on the timing, if it was October and he would only miss one season, maybe they would have done it then. And this might just be something to see. All right, let's do let's rest. Let's evaluate. And if it's not getting any better by the time that June rolls around, he's going to miss close to two seasons anyways. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. It's just like, when it comes to him, it's like, excuse me, when it comes to him, it's like all the other injuries, like the back injury, the hamstring injury, you know, just all these other little knickknacky things. And then it has this on top of it. Yep. I just, oh boy. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know.
1: I, yeah. I, I, like you said, I'm going to be positive about it and uh, I hope it works out. And I hope that the, yeah, that the rest and strengthening, uh, and, we, and we get to see Matty, even if it's in a relief role a couple years down the line, I definitely want to see him stay healthy and, and hope that there aren't too many injuries um, in the long term. Um, and, you know, with the news and notes, there's not a whole lot going on right now, which is um, our, our other topic is that they started practicing in Worcester. That's going to be the alternate site this year um, for the first month. The A season is a month away. Uh, first week of May is when they're anticipating starting at AAA. Um, it seems like they're putting the finishing touches on the, the Worcester uh, Stadium. The Polar Park is the name. Um, and they've started having practices out there. So it's going to be interesting to see. I'm looking forward to seeing a game on TV, seeing more video from that park. It looks certainly looks nice. I already miss Pawtucket, as that's something that I grew up with. But I'm excited to if they're having fans out there to to catch a game or two in Worcester later this year. Um, So that was the other item that we had for news and notes. Not a whole lot going on, and that's kind of a theme that we'll have throughout April. Uh, We (laughs) welcome any suggestions, any topics, any additional players that um, might be, um, you know, under the radar or at lower levels or anything like that that you want to hear about. Or if you want us to go more in-depth about a player we've already talked about, um, by all means, you can tweet the two of us. Um, my handle is bobosgood15 and Shelly's is shellyv643. Uh, and you can also send a message to the Over the Monster account on Twitter. Uh, all right, so we thought in the opening week we would talk about a few rookies that are still rookie eligible so rookie eligible means um, without getting into too much detail it's usually that they have had less than 130 at bats in the major leagues or less than 50 innings pitched in the major leagues. And then there's also some service time, how many innings, or uh, how many days, excuse me, that they've been on the active roster. uh, And the shortened season threw even more wrinkles into that in terms of who's rookie eligible or not. But there's a few that we've seen over the first week, a couple we've already talked about, and a couple that we haven't. Um, So I figured we would start with Bobby Dahlbeck, who entering Thursday's action was two for 14 with five strikeouts. Um, had a couple more strikeouts early on in the game today. Um, seems like he's pressing a little bit, but this isn't a surprise. Um, Dahlbeck is a, a hot and cold hitter. He is streaky. We saw that last year, and we knew that there would be strikeouts. Um, so, Shelly, I don't know if you had any thoughts on Dahlbeck, what you've seen so far, and you know if you think that how long of a leash they might give him for uh, playing time-wise?
0: Yeah, the, the the couple games that I have been able to catch um, because unfortunately I live in uh, Virginia, so I'm blacked out from all of Baltimore games. So <laughs> I've really only caught one series.
1: They play a lot of Baltimore.
0: Uh, yeah, um, I he just honestly he kind of looks kind of the same as what he did last year, like when he was on. You know, it was, you know, you know, just all of these uh, home runs and stuff like that. And spring training, that, that was the same way. But also, you know, same with spring training, same with last year, you get strikeouts as well. Strikeouts are home runs. It's really all that you're going to get with Dahlbeck, and that's kind of what we're seeing. We're just not seeing the home runs yet. So I do think that he's going to turn around a, a, um, a bit. Um, but, yeah, this is kind of what I expected um, and I'm hoping that once he gets like a little bit more uh, maybe comfortable in the majors, maybe we'll see that average tick up a bit. But yeah, this is kind of what you should expect from Dahlbeck.
1: Yep. I don't have a whole lot to add there. I think that he'll get hot at some point, um, whether that's in the next couple of days or a week from now. You know, I think if it gets closer to a month, y- you might see a change. You might see a Michael Chavis um, situation. Um so you know they do have different options, and they have a lot of depth, which which we've talked about. Um, and you know we'll see. I think it they'll they'll definitely give him more time. You don't want to overreact to a week or anything like that. Um, he's liable to hit four home runs in four days, starting on you know this weekend. So well, that is definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, the next player is going to bring up is Tanner Houck. Um, Houck has thrown six innings in his uh, early season. Outings. He had a start on the opening weekend. He had a relief appearance earlier this week um, for one inning, an extra inning in the extra inning game. Uh, so he's thrown six innings, seven hits, two runs, one walk, ten strikeouts. Um, I can start with you, Shelley. I have a few thoughts, but uh, he's been sent back, back down, you know, to the alternate site. I'm sure not for good. But um, what did you think of what you saw from Hauk? And has your opinion changed on his role for 2021? Do you think it was the right move to send him out now? Obviously, knowing that it's probably not for too long.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think that it's going to be for too long. Um, I mean, I, I coming into to last year, um, I just thought that Tanner Hack was going to be a reliever just because of you know all of the pitch mix changes and mechanic mechanical changes that the red sox have tried uh, has tried on him i was like oh he's probably just going to be a reliever but you know he's got a good uh slider fastball combination so that yeah sure that can work um and then he comes up last year and just absolutely looks totally filthy and i'm just like okay this yeah. this is you know this is kind of interesting and um in his start against uh baltimore it, it uh you know it looked it looked really really good and then when he came out for that one inning, I think he picked up a couple of strikeouts coming out of the pen, and that's really nice. Um, I, I do think that we see him relatively uh, quickly. Um, yeah. I, I understand why they sent him down. Um, you know, I know that uh, Garrett Richards had an awful start, uh, but you need to give him just a little bit of run. But honestly... I don't know. Give it about a month, and I think we might have a, uh, you know, a, a switch here uh, yeah. between Tanner Houck and Garrett Richards.
1: Yeah, and exactly what you said there. I think that they are by sending him out. They're kind of deferring their decision a little bit. Um, personally. I would have liked to see them give Hauk a second start and just have everybody slide back a day. I know that Erod yeah, was that ready to go on Thursday, but I would have said, hey, you know, let's start Hauk on Thursday and have Erod go Saturday and just give everybody an extra day. I'm not a fan of a six man rotation by any means, but you can do it here and there to give someone another opportunity. I would have loved to see one more start. Um, if he was dominant again, and then somebody, if there was an injury, if somebody was not good on their second appearance, then maybe, you know, that forces you to make that change anyways. I, I agree. I think you're paying Richards more than $10 million. There's, There's, um, you know, too much that you have invested to just bank on or um, just go off of one start that he had in cold weather in early April. Um, so I don't think that they should have made a permanent move with Hulk in the rotation yet but I would have liked to see him go one more time um, and frankly I'd rather just have seen them shift him to the bullpen I don't care which innings he throws what I saw in, in as a start and what I saw in extra innings the other day was electric um, his slider I saw a stat that that he hadn't allowed a hit um, they were 0 for 19 with 13 strikeouts uh, in, in the big leagues against that pitch. He gave up a hit to Adamus the other night in the extra innings, um, that he kind of left over the plate, but he's added two miles an hour to his fastball. He's throwing, um, close to 95 on the fastball now and 84 on the slider, which is up from last year. Um, so I don't know. I want to see more of it. He has a, a strikeout rate that is, 35% of the batters that he's faced in the big leagues and when you look at that it's a small sample you can't just say that that is who he's going to be but it's next to names like Glasnow and and Bauer and Giolito and Lamette and you know I'm not saying he's going to be any of those pitchers but when you see a strikeout rate that is that high and he's not walking people I'd like to see more of it so I've probably made my point (laughs) but um, (laughs) hopefully he's out uh, for a week or two and we get to see him back in the rotation uh, within the next month. Yeah. Um, All right. So after that, um, Hirokazu Sawamura is another rookie. He's an older rookie because he came over from Japan. He is 33 years old, just turned 33 earlier this week. Um, Three innings, one hit, three walks, and three Ks in his first three outings that he's had with the Red Sox. Um, You know, I, he's definitely an arm that belongs. I know early on in spring training, he, um, you know, looked shaky, definitely looked nervous, looked like somebody who was pitching in the big leagues for the first time. Um, but he has a fastball and a slider and a split finger fastball. That is the pitch that has kind of opened my eyes a little bit that he was throwing it close to about 92, 93 miles an hour. And it's got some late movement to it when it's on, um, you know, it, 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 he's not going to be, or unlikely to be, one of your top couple of bullpen arms, but it's definitely someone that I think they'll be able to rely on in um, possibly high leverage situations. If he's throwing strikes and he has this splitter working, uh, I was impressed in in a couple of the outings that he had.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. Like. I like when like you said like in spring training like the, those first couple innings it was a little shaky there so I'm like eh, I, don't, I don't know about this but he really has uh, looked pretty good I mean I, I really like a really good splitty I really do just the movement and everything and if yeah. you got that thing if you got that thing working right you you could just totally just be an absolute dominant pitcher even just with that. So I'm just excited just to actually watch you know you know a guy that has a fastball splitter, yeah. and you know he also throws in a slider. I love it. So yeah, I, I I totally agree with you that he's probably not gonna see too many um like late any like save types of situations unless maybe there's like a lot of injuries or you know uh, you know shit hits the fan or something and we know we gotta we gotta put him out there right but yeah i I think he's gonna be like a really really good useful guy coming out the pen and i mean i mean i started podcasting here at over the monster last year and i don't even want to talk even think about that pen from last year so any any good pitching that i see i i'm just absolutely in love
1: yeah it's good to have heard of the people Uh, that are coming into (laughs) games this year and being familiar with them and, um, you know, knock on wood, not have any more uh, COVID situations that took out about half of the rotation in the bullpen at times. So um, yeah, it's good to see some, some arms that it seems like we can rely on. And that includes the next guy. And we're going to do kind of more of a, a breakdown for Garrett Whitlock, um, someone that we didn't touch on because he was not, we knew he was not going to be a minor league pitcher this year as he was acquired, um, via the rule five draft. And with the rule five draft, uh, you have to keep that player on the team for the duration, uh, of that first year in the organization. And if you don't want to keep him with the big league club, then he goes back to the original team. Um, and that's the case with Whitlock. Fortunately, from what we've seen so far, it doesn't look like we're gonna want to send him to the minors or send him anywhere this year. Um, Might've gotten a little bit lucky because Whitlock was one of those pitchers that might've just snuck by um, because of his situation, which was that he had Tommy John surgery in um, the summer of 2019 and then was rehabbing last year and missed the entire season. So New York did not protect him. You can only protect so many players from that draft. Um, they chose not to do that. Boston selected him in that Rule Five draft this off season, and he's with the team for the the whole season. So, Shelley, what have you seen with Whitlock? And um, you know, what do you think his ceiling could be this year and down the road?
0: Uh yeah, Garrett Whitlock um, has just you know just really um, come onto the scene here and has just been absolutely you know uh, lights out. I mean, like today against. Uh, the Orioles he did he went two innings he came in after ERAD so he went two innings uh, with uh, three strikeouts and honestly I mean that that change up um, you know that I've I've really seen and I I think that I saw that Matt, Matt Andrees actually taught him that grip in spring training this year so it's like he hasn't even had this pitch, but it has so much movement, and so it's so deceptive, and it's oh, it is—it's actually—it's really, really nice to see. Um, you yeah. know, I've seen you know gifts and stuff like that, but yeah, he's been—he's been very impressive. And um, it—it's also like really awesome to have like a guy who can go not just one inning, he can go two, three, because I mean, he was brought up as a starter, right? So I I don't know yep. like I think that this guy is gonna be like a really interesting long man and I think we're gonna see a lot of Whitlock this year.
1: Yeah, I agree, and y- you could see today. I mean, they brought him into a one-run game in the sixth inning, um, and you know they have an off day tomorrow, so they didn't need to totally manage their pen and they trusted him in that spot based on what they saw last weekend, where he came into the 10 nothing game at some point and through three and a third shutout innings with five strikeouts. Um, so that's two good long outings. And I think they want to keep him stretched out as a potential starter, um, both in the short term, as well as I could see that happening in the long term. I think if he looks good in the bullpen this year, I mean if it's in a high leverage role maybe they keep him there but if it's more as a swingman long reliever I think that he's a candidate to be in the rotation next year. Um he has made a lot of strides. This is not when you read the scouting reports on Whitlock the pitcher that we're seeing this year is nothing like what you read because he hasn't pitched in 2 years. He's throwing uh he's got so much separation between his fastball and his changeup the fastball is at been up to 96 this year his changeup's at 82 he's throwing the changeup with confidence and for strikes and it's got this late movement um so when you see the fastball at 96 after that changeup it looks a hundred um he also gets extension he's one of those guys he's 6 foot 5 he releases the ball further from the rubber um, than most pitchers do. So he's got good fastball. He's got that extension and it just, it looks faster than it actually is. It certainly appears that way for the hitters. So, um, yeah, I mean, he has a, a slider as well. So he does have a third pitch. Um, it's not quite as good as the fastball or the changeup, but it's there and it's something that I'm sure he would use more often as a starter. Um, he's just kind of been flashing it here and there so far. Um, but yeah, no, I'm Definitely excited about Whitlock, Um, short-term and long-term. I would say that he's the one that has jumped out to me the most in the first seven games out of any player on the Red Sox roster. So, um, yep, definitely agree there. Uh, And then, so the last player that we were going to cover today um, is probably the most interesting story, and that is Noah Song. Um, Same type of thing. We couldn't place him on any of the previous shows because, um, he is with the Naval Academy It, it has a flight school commitment after uh, going to college at Navy. Um, and essentially his story is that in the fall of 2019, um, when he, after he was drafted by the Red Sox and had gone to Lowell, um, he applied for a waiver to kind of get that, uh, deferred in some way for what his commitments were to the military, um, That was in the fall of 19. He was still waiting in the early 2020 and kind of made the decision that he was going to go in April of 2020. Um, Got his assignment in June. It's potentially a two-year assignment, but it could be more. He could make the decision that he's not going to play baseball again and he's going to stick with the flight school commitment and do that. Full time for good. So there's the widest range of outcomes possible for Noah Song more than any other player that we'll talk about. It's not, you know, an injury concern. It is, and it's not a concern at all. It is that he may choose to go that route and will never play baseball again. And then there is the fact that he throws uh, 99 miles an hour and has three above average potential pitches and was an absolute beast in the last couple of years that we saw him, um, you know, playing baseball. So uh, I have a little more to add, but chill. I didn't know if you wanted to fill in any of those gaps or give any thoughts on on Noah Song, uh, right-handed pitching prospect.
0: Yeah, um, I, I I really like Noah Song, and I, I understand how you know we were able to draft him because I mean everyone you know all the teams knew that you know he had this commitment, so that's really why he kind of fell in the draft. Um, but I just remember I think it was in the. 20- 2019 Team USA competition where you know they they face it off against like different countries and he was coming out of the pen uh, for Team USA and he was just like hitting almost you know 99 100 with this like fastball and no one could catch up with it and I just I absolutely fell in love with just everything that he was doing. Yep. um and I mean I understand that you know he has a military commitment and you know I I totally get that he seems he seems really really you know willing to to uh, and excited to you know uh serve this country and and all that stuff and I, I mean I saw a picture that he just started like flight school you know that who's him in his like flight suit and I guess his uh uh teacher or whatever. Um, beside him. So, I mean, that's really cool. And honestly, I mean, I don't, I don't want to be like super, you know, selfish and be like, no, I want you to be a, a, a pitching prospect. Right. Um, but I mean, if, you know, if the, the military thing is what he wants to do, I mean, I'll, you know, I'll go for it, man. Just do what you do. But yeah. Um, yeah, I I really like him, but he is really just one of those guys where it's literally like a shruggy emoji. You have no idea what's going to come from him.
1: Yeah, like I said, that quite literally, the the widest range of baseball outcomes possible. Um, yeah. you know, I don't know if he's throwing bullpen sessions on the plane or if he has anyone that can catch him. <laughs> um, so, you know, hopefully he's doing a little bit of that. Um, in terms of, of what type of pitcher he is... Um, you know, well, I guess to start, you mentioned that he dropped in the draft. He was a first-round talent in 2019, and those unknowns dropped him to the fourth. And you know, fourth round is is a good time to take uh, a risk on that kind of upside of what he could be. He has a four-pitch mix: um, the fastball, the slider, and the changeup. Uh, all kind of profile as above average pitches to plus pitches, depending on which scouting reports you read and what you've seen. Um, He's thrown as high as 99. He usually sits in that mid-90s range um, slider in the mid-80s that has, um, you know, bat-missing potential. It can be a little bit inconsistent, but it's gotten better as he's gotten older. Um, Has a curveball as well, kind of as a second breaking pitch that he doesn't throw as much, but it described as a, a knee buckling curveball right he can really throw it out of nowhere and surprise you with that pitch and then he has um he has good arm speed to separate the fastball and the changeup. um he's used the change up more it was sparingly used in college but it sounds like it has improved as he's gotten over older and in the limited time that he was in the minor leagues um and you look at some of his just ridiculous strikeout numbers at navy um the, his Uh, junior year 2018 where he had 121 strikeouts in 89 innings and a 1.92 ERA and then the last season in 2019 uh, before he was drafted 161 strikeouts in 94 innings um, in 2019 which is just an absurd rate regardless of where you're pitching Um, and then came up through 17 innings in Lowell later that year um, only giving up two runs 19 strikeouts so that just continued he continued to dominate albeit at a lower level. So like you said, um, you know, whatever his decision is, we will, of course, all be okay with, but it would be great to at some point just see what he has to offer, even if it's two years down the line, four, six years. It would be great to see Song pitch at some point in the Red Sox organization, Um, but we will see. We'll see whether that happens or not. Um, Yeah, anything else to add today, Shelly? Any any other topics, anything going on in the baseball world that you'd like to add?
0: Um, not really. Other than it 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 feels uh uh you know a lot better than last weekend to be a Red Sox fan. It's it's fun watching this baseball. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I agree. Um so we're gonna end it there. Um as I mentioned you can Hit us up on Twitter. Um, my handle is Bob 15 Shelly's is ShellyV underscore 643. Um, definitely subscribe to all of the Over the Monster uh, podcasts. And they're all kind of going they go in the same feed. If you like this show um, or any of the shows on the Over the Monster Podcast Network, um, please leave us a five-star rating and review. We appreciate that. It helps us out a lot. Um, and we will talk to you all next week. Thank you.